Let's pray, hey, and we'll uh, get into the word. Father, we thank you that uh, your love is true. Lord, you never leave us, never forsake us. Um, and Lord, we can just sing it's well with us, Lord God, because we are in your hands. And this morning, Father, I just want to commit this into your hands as we come around your word, Lord. I pray, Father God, that your word would be a quick, that it would be alive, it would be powerful in our lives, Father Lord, that we would have our hearts open to receive what you have for us today. And we just want to thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. So, has anyone ever not finished something out there? Yeah, a bit of agreement. <laughs> it's one of those things in our life, you know, that, that uh, seems to happen. We, we start something, we don't finish it. I remember once I was uh, tiling the house that we were renovating in uh, Gumlet Way in Maldon. Yeah, I lived in the Bronx. Um, and I loved it. And I'm still, I'm still from the hood. I'm still Neil from the block, you know. I used to have a little, now I've still got nothing. <laughs> but um, there's this tiling. I did all this tiling and we redid the kitchen and everything. And on the kitchen there was a kickboard sort of area. And right next to that was one little tile. It took me three years to do it took me five seconds to actually do the job. And it's interesting how we can be like that, isn't it? That we, we have this desire to do something and complete it and we still don't do it. So I thought, you know, I'm going to watch some motivational videos last night on finishing, you know, and I watched them and they weren't that motivational really. Like, basically they're saying, you know, you know the normal thing, they're throwing big things against the wall and lifting heavy weights. You can do it, it's amazing. Be part of something bigger and I'm like... Wow, what a cause, riding a bike or lifting a weight. That's amazing. Um, but, you know, one of the questions on it was, how many diets do you need to go on before you lose the weight that you want to lose? And it's like, one, the one that you stick to. And I'm like, awesome, that's amazing. But it is a little bit like that, isn't it? It's like we have these things in life we want to finish and we just don't finish them. And it's one of the things of the Christian faith that, that Paul talked about in one of his letters. He said, you know, it's not that, you know, I've already got there, but I'm keeping on pressing on to this thing called Christ, the, the end game, to, to be with him at the end. And I just wanted to talk about something that is available to us today, where, you know, God did not leave us alone in this world. We're not orphans. He said, I've given you the Holy Spirit. And the whole point of that is so that, he can do the work that we can't do ourselves. I think, especially with our Christianity, the reason that we don't finish things that we think we want to start is because it's driven by us. It's that, you know, we want to change, we want something to be different, but we want to drive the process. We want to make sure that it's us that finishes it. And what happens is we can tend to draw back on ourselves. You know, it's our own strength, our own abilities, our own... Uh, even our own determination to get it done. But that's not how a Christian should live their life. The thing is that we've been given this Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. Everyone who has received the Spirit of Christ has an amazing power that lives within them. It's not you. It's the power of Christ in you, but the power of Christ only comes to effect when we say, Yes, God. I want you to move in my life. If we want to resist it, we can. We can resist the Holy Spirit all we want. We can grieve the Holy Spirit by the way we live and we can certainly not listen to him. 
It's one of the great blessings of being a Christian and the great curses of being a Christian is that we're given our own free will. In fact, every person on this planet, even to the point of salvation, each one of us has our own will. We can receive Christ or not. God actually can't make us do it. And it's the same in our life that that the power that resides within us is if we let him do it. If we decide that we're going to partner with Christ in our life and stop trying to make it happen ourselves, that's when change comes. So I wanted to look at that today and, and just quickly go through some verses that, that look at that, that how the things that need to change in us or the things, the circumstances that need to change, we need to rely on the Holy Spirit And the good thing is that the Holy Spirit does amazing work, amazing powerful work in situations where where we think that nothing can happen. This morning as I was just thinking, uh, well actually it was in the prayer meeting, two things came from prayer meetings, one on Wednesday morning which I'll share later. But today it was just like this heart came inside of me that said, let the barren woman cry with joy. And this is what it's sometimes like in our life, isn't it? I don't know if you've ever struggled. Even with your Christian walk, you're just like, I just feel so down and under and I'm not really making it and I feel hopeless and I'm not excited and all these things happen. And God wants you to start to cry out. What does it mean, let the barren woman cry with joy? Because God has an answer. He says, I will make you pregnant. I will be the one who brings alive again the things in you that you think you've lost, but you've got a job to do. Even with worry, with anxiety, it's the same. It says in the verse that talks about that, it says, do not be anxious, instead pray. And there's this part that we have to do, we have to partner with the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to be anxious, I'm going to pray. And in our Christian walk, so often it's because we're relying on ourselves, outside circumstances and not trusting that God is within us. And when things aren't well, we don't shout out. We don't shout with joy as if a barren woman would shout with joy. She looks at all these ladies walking around with their babies in their pram and, and cooing and loving and cuddling them. And yet there's this emptiness inside, a barrenness, a, a hopelessness. There's a nothing there. And God is saying, just cry out because I am your answer. You cry out with joy. You look to me because I am your answer. You think ahead to the promise that I have for you because I am the answer. You shout with joy when you feel like crying. You shout with joy. You understand that God is at work, not just in this earth, but in you. And that's the verses I want to look at today. That while you think it's impossible, it's not because you have someone living inside of you the Holy Spirit. And this is the good thing. It's not up to us, this change, this work, this this amazing transformation that happens is nothing to do with us except for this, to partner with the Holy Spirit and say yes to God. So let's have a look. We're going to read firstly from Philippians chapter 1 and we're going to read verse 3 to 6. So Paul's writing a letter to this church, the Philippians, that it basically, it seems like it started on a beach with a, with a group of ladies that Paul was preaching to because he wasn't allowed in the synagogue there. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I might make my requests for all of you with joy, for you've been my partners in spreading the news about Christ from the time you first heard it till now. 
And I am certain, I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. This is an amazing promise to us to think about that, that this work that God started within you, the day you got born again, the, the day that you started on this journey, Christ started a work in you and it's a good work that started in you. Why? Because he wants to transform you and change your life. As Matt read out this morning in John 10.10, 10, he came to give life in all its fullness. The Christian life is one where we are walking in victory and faith and overcoming obstacles, and moving forward in life. And that actually is the bigger purpose. But each one of us has to remember that it's God that started this work in us. The things that needed to change in you, and you look back at the walk, when you first became a Christian, there was changes, and there's change and change and change, but sometimes we come to this point where we just feel hopeless. And we need to draw back and trust in Christ because he is the one who started the good work in you. He is the one who works in you. But we've got to let him work inside of us. Last Wednesday morning at prayer meeting, if anyone wants to come 6.30am, great time to start praying at the church. Just as we pray, and God just showed me a picture of water going into a rock. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the Thor-Freeze principle. Has anyone heard of that? No? Oh, good, I can sound learned. <laughs> what happens is water gets into cracks in rocks and where it's cold, it freezes and the water expands. Does everyone know that ice is bigger than water? So it expands out and begins to crack a rock. And then what happens is it gets hot again, it thaws, it goes back, water comes in. You've got a bigger crack, room for more water. And then it freezes again overnight and slowly the rocks push apart. And the video I watched said that the rolling hills in Wales used to be mountains. But what's happened is as the water has got into that rock and into that crack and, and as it's expanded, the rocks have blown apart. I was just like, wow, that's amazing. And God was like this, that's the Holy Spirit in your life. There's all these little areas in your life that if you allow the Holy Spirit to come in, he will expand and start to break apart those things that are there, that are, that, that are holding you back, that are stopping you from feeling the joy of Christ, whatever it might be. But you have to get him in. You have to allow the Holy Spirit into those places that are hard, like a rock, where things are not going well, and you invite him in. Holy Spirit, come in. Because the power of the Holy Spirit is the power that lives inside of you. It's inside to bring change from within. Yes, he influences from the outside. Of course he does. Before I was a Christian, I know that the Holy Spirit was around me, talking to me, because the day that I heard the gospel that does not make sense, Jesus died for my sin, my heart leapt alive. And I knew it was true. But then in life and end in situations, so often we're wanting to control it, we're wanting things to go the way we want, and God's saying right now, let the Holy Spirit in. Because he's powerful. 
because he works from within. And those rocks, those mountains that we look at and we, and we stare at every day and we think they've been there for thousands of years, standing strong against the weather, against the storm, water. Without force, without movement, without deep impact, expands in the life. And if we want God to move in our life, we need to let the Holy Spirit expand in our life to let his spirit expand in our life, which means that we have to open our ears to what he is saying. Let's read through the next little verses there, Hebrews 13, 20. Now may the God, 13, sorry, 13, 20 to 21. Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ, that power is the Holy Spirit living inside of you, every good thing that is pleasing to him, all glory to him forever and ever. Amen. Again, we see here that it's the power of Jesus that is working within you. May he produce in you, not you produce in you, but may he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ, what? Every good thing that is pleasing to God, that our life becomes pleasing as we allow him to work in us. It's so very, very strange that the very one who we want to please gives us the power to please him. And everything in our life comes from and is geared towards him. The only reason that you became a Christian was because God reached out to you when you were lost in your sin and said, come back. And not only that, he said, I'm going to give you the faith to believe. It's from him, towards him. It is nothing of our own work. It is an amazing gift from God. Now, I don't know about you, but I would like to be equipped with everything that I need for doing his will, and yet at times I doubt it. This is so encouraging. We understand the, the significance of a covenant. It's not just like a, an agreement written on paper. This is a covenant in blood that Jesus Christ died for us and he's saying that death was that significant that I made a covenant with you that I'm going to be with you and I'm going to give you the power to live a Christian life. I'm going to give you a power to speak into situations that seem unchangeable. I'm going to give you the power to talk Christ into situations that you think cannot change and you will see them change. If you believe, if you follow after me, and if you allow my Holy Spirit to work. Let's go next verse. I just really want to ram this home. It's God that works in you. It's God that works in you, or he doesn't. It's God that works in you or he doesn't, but the doesn't comes from you. The doesn't comes from you. To resist him, to not be in fellowship with him. See, I'm actually reasonably old. I'm 38 tomorrow. <laughs> All right, 39. You caught me out. No, I'm not. I'm heading up towards 50. Now, 
some of you look back and go, oh, that young preacher. Others will look at me as like some old goof up here. Others who are 50, you're like me, you're clinging on to youngness. But it's funny how you just see things through life, right? And I was just reflecting with Joe the other day. And I said, you know what? I've never found someone who's drifted away that feels inspired, that feels hope in their life. And yet it's a choice that people make. What happens is it's like, you know, no one decides to lose their Christianity. No one decides to lose their faith. Well, very few The Bible talks about it like a drift away. And the funny thing about drifting, I don't know if you've ever been in the ocean. I went out fishing with Georgia here and we had a GPS and whatever on his boat. We'd park somewhere and we'd like, there's no real landmarks. There's nothing there. But you just drift away from the spot that you're on. And all of a sudden you're not pulling in big dewies like that picture. Remember that one? Me no shirt holding a big dewy. Because you're not in the right spot anymore. And the thing about us as Christians, if we are not abiding in the vine, this is what Jesus said in John. If we don't continually keep abiding in him, what does that mean? What does abide mean? It means living in him, coming to him, um, praying, reading the word, spending time in worship, spending time with Christians. It says if you don't continue to do that, you can do nothing. There's life in that. And when we do that, we we continually receive strength. But he said, these words is what Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And what I've noticed is that drift is so dangerous because what happens is we move away and then all of a sudden we're discouraged, but we think it's someone else's fault that we're discouraged. We think maybe it's... Maybe it's the preacher, I don't know, or the church, or someone else that's responsible, but it's not. We move away from God. We just let life drift us away, and what I've noticed is that it never works. Never works. Because what we do is we stop this life flow. You see, Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remove yourself from me, what have you got? You're a dead branch. You're useless. You're ready to be thrown in the fire. And so we have to continually keep this presence of God up and keep in him. So the do is from God. I am going to work and I am going to finish it. And do you know what? Also I've seen that despite what we do, God is faithful and he brings us back. But why go through the pain? Despite what we do, God said that while we are unfaithful, yet he is faithful. He remains on our side forever. And he will draw us back. But why go through the pain? Let's look at our last verse. <laughs> Sorry, is it up? Philippians? Or is it not the last one? There's three slides left, I think. Here we go. So Paul's beginning to pray for this church. He's saying God's going to finish the work that he started in you. But how? This is how. I pray that your love will overflow more and more. And that you'll keep 
I'm growing in knowledge and understanding for I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by what? Your good works, by your hard effort, by what's it produced by? Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. Again, we see this Jesus Christ is working in our life so that we can now live this, this life that has a righteous character, that we can understand what's really important and what is it? Love, 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 that we are living in love. Next one. He's still writing to them and he says, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. Now that I'm away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. We'll come back to that in a second. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God, who's working in you again? God is working in you, giving you what? The desire and what else? The power to do what pleases him. You see, I think that a lot of people struggle that they don't please God because they're trying to please him themselves They're trying to be the person that initiates it and moves in this pleasing God. Yet it says this, that God is working in you. And if you actually really want to work as a Christian, if you want your Christian life to be successful, you have to understand that it's not you, it's him. When you lack a desire to please him, it's not allowing him to work in your life because what happens is he not only gives you the desire to please him, but guess what else he gives you? The power to please him. And that is awesome. Because many of us stop at the desire bit, don't we? Oh God, I just want to please you. I just want to please you, God, but I'm so hopeless. I'm so useless. I'm so pathetic. I could never do it. My life's such a mess. I'm, I'm no good to you, Lord God. And we forget that beyond that is this power that God has for us. <coughs> so that we can please him. (coughs) I just think that speaks volumes, doesn't it? (coughs) I'm just going to pray in a second. Just read that again. For God, for God, for God, for God is working in you. Whatever you can't see doesn't matter because God is working in you. Whatever you can't see in that situation, God is working. One of my favourite verses talks about the God who calls things that are not as though they were and it talks about our faith, how we're to look beyond what we can see to the unseen because the things that we see, the things that you see today in your life, they're temporary, they're, they're subject to change. But the things of God are eternal. They do not change. And so this morning, what I want to do is I'm just going to pray 
Um, and, and as we stand, we're, we're going to pray. I just want you to connect if you need to. If you've been in a situation where you're frustrated and thinking you can't please God, but you've got this desire, I want you to pray, God, show me your power. Because it comes from him. It is Christ working in us and that's what is so important. (coughs) For God, for God is working in you. God is working in you. God is the one planting the seed. God is the one giving you desires. It is God working in you. (coughs) He's giving you a desire. He's giving you the power to do what pleases him. Today I want to just ask that you would invite the Holy Spirit in. Ask him to come into those cracks in your life. But then allow him to expand so that he can begin to transform the things that you need transformed. Every single one of us needs this power working every day. You might not have ever made a decision to follow Jesus. Maybe that's the first place you might need to start today. You see, without God in your life, you've got nothing. The Bible says that Jesus came and he paid the price for your sin on the cross. He died so you might live. Now, he lives also because of the power of the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead. And that's why this works, because it says the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of you. Wow, what a promise. Anyone who calls upon the name of Jesus makes a decision to follow him. This is available to you. And so this morning, I'm just going to invite you as I pray. If that's you, you pray along with me and just ask God into your life. Accept what Jesus has done and, and you'll see there's a green card on your seat or somewhere near you. You just write your name on that. Tick the box that says on the back. Today, I decided to follow Jesus. So I'm just going to pray that prayer and then we'll all stand. I'm just going to pray a prayer over all of us that the Holy Spirit fill us. If that's you this morning, you want to receive Jesus. This is I pray. You just agree and someone will give you a call during the week and say, this is how you can grow in your life for Jesus. Father, I just... Thank you this morning that you sent Jesus to die for me. Lord, I'm just asking right now that you forgive me of my sin. I want to come back to you, Lord. I want to be cleansed. I want to be whole. This morning, I ask that you just come into my life. From this day on, I want to live for you. I thank you that Jesus died for me on the cross, that he rose again to new life, and because of that, I can also have new life. Come into my life today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If we could all just stand, I'm going to pray over us. 
And then we're just going to spend another little bit singing. We can make sure you look at the food bank bus or have a cup of tea, coffee. The barista's here this morning. It's free. You can donate if you want, but other than that, it's free. So I'm just going to pray the Holy Spirit will get into those gaps in your life. And please, if that's you where there's a situation and you're just like, I just cannot do this. And maybe you've even lost the desire. Ask God to give it back. It's his work in you. Father, this morning in the name of Jesus, I just want to pray that you'd fill us with your Holy Spirit. Lord God, where there's a a gap, a crack, Father God, where we need you in our life, I just pray that you'd fill it now. Lord, we just open up our hearts to you this morning and say, come, come, come into our life. Fill us, fill us with desire. Fill us with the power to do your will. Lord, I'm just praying that this week would be a transformation for all of us. Lord, that we would begin to see things differently. Lord, as your spirit comes on us, bring life and health and and justice and discernment into our lives, Father God, we pray. But Lord, this morning, we just want to open up to you. Come in, Holy Spirit. Come in, Holy Spirit. Fill us, we pray. In Jesus' name.